Hey guys, welcome back to Handling It. I'm your host, Catherine, and as you know, I thought I had my life all figured out, and then I realized I actually didn't. But I'm handling it, and one of the best ways I've learned how to do that is to talk with others about how they're handling their own lives. In today's episode, I'm chatting with Catherine Brolin, founder of Midheaven Denim, a luxury denim jean company based in Los Angeles. Now, this is an episode I couldn't wait to record because while Catherine and I do share the same name, we also have height in common. I've talked about my share of tall girl problems on the podcast before, but one of the most consistent issues I and so many other tall women have is finding good fitting tall jeans. Catherine created Midheaven Denim to provide long-legged ladies beautiful, high-end, and long-lasting jeans to fit and showcase their frames. And over the past few years, Midheaven has expanded to carry jeans for women of all body types and heights, and they're sustainably made, which makes it all the more better. In addition to being a business owner, Catherine's also a mother and has roots in the modeling industry, so we're going to be discussing how those experiences impacted her as an entrepreneur. With that said, I'm really excited for you all to hear from Catherine and learn about how she founded Midheaven. This company is all about inclusivity and sustainability, which I love so much. So you know what to do. Turn up the volume, get comfortable, and I hope you enjoy. All right. Well, today we are joined by the lovely Catherine Brolin. Catherine, thank you so much for coming on and chatting with us today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's so nice to meet you. Of course, you as well. So for anyone who might not know, you're the founder and designer of Midheaven Denim, a premium denim jean line that caters to tall women, creating the right pair of jeans for a tall frame. And as someone who's got a bit of height herself, I think com- a company that specializes in tall denim is really brilliant and also very necessary. So I'm really excited Thank to you. hear, yeah, what made you want to create Midheaven? You know, I, years and years and years of trying to find the products that I now make. You know, I, I always had this I got really, really tall really early on. I was always just a head and shoulders taller than most of my friends growing up. And the major qualm I had was being a tall girl. Like, quiet insecurities you go through as a kid coming up. You're just trying to look like your friends and be like your friends and find your niche and fit in well. And I just felt like physically I was so different from most of the people that I was, you know, in school with because I had just, like, you know, a a crazy growth spurt really early on. And Mm -hmm. my major qualm with that was that I couldn't find clothes that fit me right. And usually I just had pants that were two or three inches too short. And it doesn't sound like a big deal talking about it now, but in the moment I just always was like wishing and hoping that I could find a denim line specifically as somebody who just lived in jeans and still do to this day. For a girl that was made for girls that were taller than average, you know, and especially doing this company now, I see that in making clothes and the process of making clothes, you really want to try and capture as wide of an audience as possible. And it made sense to me upon embarking on this journey of Midheaven why clothing companies were not catering towards the taller demographic, thinking that maybe it was a smaller demographic, and then trying to mm-hmm. do these average inseams were going to, you know, be, make it so that you could expand your company, you know, larger and go gra- <laughs> a greater distance with it. 
But I felt like if there was just a company that only supplied longer inseams, um, then I could very quickly capture an audience that I felt was being underserved. So that's what I wanted to start with Midheaven. And of course, we we cater to a wider demographic now when we make everything in two inseams because we found that opening our store, um, which I can talk more about later, we would find that somebody would walk in with their not-so-tall sister or not-so-tall mother and want a pair of jeans for them. Um, so we started making everything in two lengths. Mm-hmm. Um, but really the bread and butter and the cornerstone of our business is to really cater to that taller woman that's always needed to, you know, find find something, particularly a great pair of jeans that was made to fit her frame. Sure. And I mean, there's really a demand for that. And hearing you talk about your growth spurt at a very young age, mine was the exact same way. <laughs> I yeah. come from a very tall family. Like my family's very tall. Uh, my brother is very tall, but he had his growth spurt like way later into high school. And mine uh-huh. was like in the awkward stages of middle school. And when you're like a whole totally. foot taller of everybody else, it's very tricky. And when it comes to buying clothes, and I'm sure, you know, petite individuals it's the same story it's it's really it's really difficult and I feel like denim is tricky enough as it is it's always hard to find the proper jeans that meet your standards so I think what's also really interesting as opposed to other brands Midheaven really focuses their denim specific and I feel like that definitely sets you apart from other companies thank you yeah I think it's it's very tempting when you get into the clothing business to try and, you know, you're surrounded by fabric, you're surrounded by very skilled independent contractors that will help you do whatever you want to do. It's very tempting to say, okay, we're going to go and do this now and we're going to go and do this and, you know, we're going to make dresses now and we're going to make jumpsuits, we're going to make t-shirts. It's very easy to say, I'm going to go ahead and do everything that's in my brain and trust me, I've got so much that I want to do. But I think in the beginning, it was very important to put out, in fact, my, my earliest mentor said, make one pair of jeans. Just make one. Like, what is it that you've always wanted in your closet? And I really wanted just a beautiful, dark wash, dark indigo, beautiful flare jean. And I could never find it past 36 inches. And for me, it was going to require, you know, 38 inches. And I just could never find that. And so that's what I started with. I made one pair of jeans. It was my perfect flare pant. We we still sell it. It's called the Valentina. And it was so funny because I put it out there and the product sold out. <laughs> it's just like I had never made a website. I had never made any piece of clothing before in my life. You know, I always had a passion for design and I always knew exactly how I wanted my perfect pair of jeans to fit. And, of course, it took me many, many rounds of sampling this product to get it to where I needed it to be. And in that process, I learned so much about the business. But um, just putting that one product out there and seeing that other tall girls just like me were absorbing this this kind of, like, need fulfillment mm-hmm. and saying, oh, my gosh, there's something that's being made just for me. How great. Um, it really kind of inspired me to keep going. That being said, I didn't want to be everything all at once. You know, I wasn't trying to compete with the biggest denim brands by making all these different types of clothing to go along with the jeans. I just purely wanted to make jeans. And for for my own, you know, selfishly, I wanted to get good at this. I wanted to 
learn the denim business from the ground up um, and really start to make a, a good reputation for myself in the industry, which, by the way, is very small. You wouldn't <laughs> think that it is, but it is. It's, it's very interconnected. It's very small. So I knew that the people I was working with, I wanted them to take me seriously. And I thought, if I'm trying to learn too much too fast, I'm not going to be good at this. So we just, you know, we started small. We've got, you know, we've got more than enough right now, but I am starting to get that itch to to make more. And I'm like, no, 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 pull it back. Stick in <laughs> denim, you know, like really, really kind of right. refine this business and grow this business at at a pace that I feel like is really smart instead of trying to just make it huge. It's just, um, it's, it's, in my opinion, it just still looks to be a labor of love. And the best part about it is that we continue to sell even throughout this whole pandemic. And I know companies are suffering so badly right now, small companies, big companies. Um, it's a true testament to how much people are responding to the product, I think the fact that we're continuing to sell. I'm like so grateful for it. It's been amazing. Definitely. Well, and like you said, I think that's, you know, advice I always hear a lot of people say is when you're working on a project, really work on perfecting one Mm -hmm. thing before taking on something else. And then who knows, maybe you'll be overwhelmed and then your work is kind of sloppy. So it's better to perfect one thing and really see the best way to market that And I think that's what you're doing. And if you want to talk about the chapter, sort of starting the chapter of expanding and going past tall and, you know, catering to other demographics. Yeah, we've had we've had some really amazing opportunities, especially in this last year and a half. We got approached to open up a pop up store, um, which I think was my first taste of actually having interpersonal feedback you know it's one thing if you're running an online store but you know and you get customer service emails and you get kind of a sense of what people are looking for or if there's something happening with a certain product you're starting to get a good sense of what needs to be changed about that product but when you're actually dealing with customers in a physical space and getting to see how the product that you've labored over is fitting on people on real people's bodies, it was the first indicator that I needed to provide more for this demographic I was trying to serve. Because you'll find that, you know, with a taller, and maybe you could speak to this too, with the taller girls, it doesn't, you know, there's there's a lot of variety in terms of, of body type mm-hmm. when you pass that six-foot threshold. Um, so I was finding that, number one, I really needed to use fabric that was friendly for all body types. It's one of the things I'm most proud of is that we go up to, um, you know, uh, extended sizing. And that was so wonderful for our customer base to be able to offer those extended sizings. And to go, you know, say, I- I'm hearing you that you're wanting to come in and shop with your best friend who happens to be 5'4", you know, and doesn't necessarily fit in the, you know, mid-heaven customer. Like, I just didn't want to exclude anybody because as far as I was concerned, for years I was being excluded from many different denim brands that were not Mm -hmm. making jeans that were long enough for me. So I said, you know what? Everything we provide, everything we make, we're now going to make in an average inseam as well, whatever average means. (laughs) Um, 
you know, f- five to six inches shorter. So we could really, you know, we could we could allow that shopping experience to happen for people that weren't tall as well. Mm-hmm. And that's been a really amazing gift, not only for our customers, but for us as well. Exactly. I mean, I think... You know, as women especially, it's really important to embrace our bodies and our features. And I'm really glad that, you know, that mindset and conversations like that are starting to be seen and generated in the fashion industry. I mean, I know mm-hmm. I I myself growing up, you deal with your own insecurities and I've had my insecurities with my height, but I've grown to really become more confident in it as I've gotten older and really physically grow into myself. So, I mean, what's some of the feedback that you've received from women using your line? I think that's wonderful, just to start. And I <laughs> totally share the same sentiment. I, you know, if I could talk to my younger self, I would tell her to stop worrying so much. Right. <laughs> and to just be really proud of the body God gave me. But, you know, when you're in it, when you're growing up and you're trying to find where you fit and what makes you feel the most comfortable and confident, it's difficult. It can be difficult. It can still be difficult, you know, mm-hmm. but to see, you know, for myself, it, it might sound silly to some, but to me, it was very, it was very obvious when I put on something, when I put on a garment in the morning and it fit me well, I just felt better in my skin. I felt like I felt secure. I felt confident. I just felt like it was made for me. And I felt like it was one less thing to have to worry about or to heady my way through in the day. Right. And when you're putting on jeans that are too short for you or are not pulling here, not fitting well here, and you're choosing to wear that, that company's, you know, product, I just felt like if I was going to pay really good money for a product, it should fit me well. And, um, you know, it's been it's been really cool to see customers try on the jeans and they're like, oh my gosh, they're, they keep, they keep going. I keep pulling them <laughs> up and they should be done by now, but they keep, they keep going. Oh my gosh, I can put on a heel and they touch the ground. Oh my gosh. It's like this, this thing that, you know, for girls specifically, this is just the quality that we've been looking for mm-hmm. for years. And then, you know, the kind of crop jean thing came in and wearing vintage jeans came in, which is great. I mean, it's just another totally. facet of the fashion industry that we're able to explore, which is so wonderful. Um, so there's a lot more like leeway and a lot more creativity that's happening, especially in denim right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as premium denim, I really just wanted a really well-fitted pair of jeans that somebody could call Old Faithfuls. It's just been cool to explore everything within that and try and you know, provide that old faithful for each type of person. You know, if you're a skinny jean person, if you're a coated jean person, if you're more of a vintage jean person, like my my dream was to create a company where there was just something for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, at least in my perspective, shopping is hard enough as it is. <laughs> so when you find a pair of jeans or a brand that you know, you feel like really represents you. I mean, that's a win in my eyes. Absolutely. (laughs) I know that's, that's really what I wanted mid heaven to be. I just wanted it to be something that people could relate to that women could relate to and just say, Oh, I felt, you know, that I was underserved in the fashion industry in this way. 
oh, cool, Midheaven's there. Midheaven, you know, we're we're working on other things. We're working on a petite line, which I'm so excited about. Ooh, exciting. Um, we basically just wanted to be the company that people who had felt underserved in the industry could come to knowing that there was a product that was being made for them. Right. Well, and then that's the other thing. You've had a successful career in modeling as well. And how is your journey crossing industries and creating a company of your own? I mean, was there anything that caused that shift in careers? You know, I always felt so connected to the designers that I was able to work with while pursuing a career in modeling. You know, I was seeing, I was, you know, I was, I was seeing pr- production up close when I was fit modeling. I was seeing, you know, the presentation of a product. I was seeing how a product moved in front of a camera. I mean, I was really seeing the various stages of fashion. I was seeing like from beginning to end, you know, and as a consumer myself, (laughs) how fashion plays out. And it was really cool, you know, getting that experience of being like, well, why do you do this? Or, you know, where do you get this material? Or who do you use? Do you do this in LA? Or, you know, getting to see the inside of factories, you know, it was just like a very grand scope of an industry that I always found really appealing and really kind of interesting. Um, So I think modeling just was my kind of way in. I think that it was the reason why I started doing this because I would sit in casting, (laughs) I would sit in casting with, with other girls and the second somebody walked in in a really super long pair of jeans, they were, it was almost like they were being attacked. It was like all the girls would be like, where'd you get those? Oh, my gosh. Did you get them this season? Or are they <laughs> like, did you get them online? Like, what store? It was almost like they were flypaper for girls that were looking for, for specifically jeans. I saw it happening all the time. And, you know, with, you know, this process of, castings or maybe if you book a job and you're just kind of waiting around waiting for that job to start you got a lot of time you know and I think that that was the time that I used as my kind of time to write my business plan I feel like I was in a way writing my business plan as I was modeling and doing these jobs or waiting around on castings or whatever um so that was that was my first little taste I think it's yeah I think Midheaven is a direct result of all of those years spent doing that. That's great. That's great. Well, and you brought up uh, a little bit of the manufacturing process. And one of the things I noticed is that Midheaven is really focused on sustainability, which is incredible. Um, Why was that important to you to incorporate those ethics into your company? In shopping around LA for the material that I wanted to use, I unfortunately was seeing tons and tons and tons of denim and poorly made denim, um, some of which is used, some of which is not. It, it just, it was almost like peeking back behind the curtain and not being happy with what I saw at all. And it was really a moment where I was like, oh gosh, do I feel like my dream is worth this? So I feel like my dream is worth the environment having to pay a price for what I want to do. And I always arrived at the same answer, which is no, (laughs) you know, I don't, I don't, I don't want to further any sort of polluting methods 
you know, and I, I walked into this one showroom just, you know, hoping and praying that I could find a sustainable option for Midheaven. And it was this lovely company called Candiani. And um, they're one of the, I didn't know this until a little bit later, but they're one of the leaders in the denim world, not only because their fabric is absolutely incredible. It's the reason why our products are selling so well and why our customers continue to come back to us because we use fabric that feels like butter on your skin. It's got amazing stretch, amazing recovery, which means it kind of goes back to the shape that it was before you put it on after you take it off. But Candiani is such a great company because they make all of their products in Italy right outside of Milan. The factory is literally in a national park, so they have to follow certain regulations, um, very strict regulations that I think a lot of the denim companies or denim factories don't. Um, All of their... um, all of their waste products are recycled. You know, they're part of the Better Cotton Initiative, which you can read more about on Midheaven's website. Um, and it was just these amazing practices that really made us want to work with that company. And I was, I was worried um, when I found them that the product wasn't going to be great. And then I ordered my sample fabric, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I found my company. I found my company. Their <laughs> ethics align with ours. And it just so happened that their their fabric was, like, the best that I could find in L.A. So it's been really important to us to continue to work with them. It's expensive to import. It's, like, you know, it's probably one of the reasons why, why denim companies continue to go out of business because in order to get the best fabric, you kind of have to import it. And then it was very important to to me to make our products here. So I got the best fabric I could find. Unfortunately, I did have to import it. It came from overseas, which is something I will not, you know, I I won't forfeit um, just because it's just such a wonderful thing to support other companies that have ethics that align with yours. But Of course. You know, to be able to actually have control of the product and see how it's made, be able to control things here in our factories here, but also to support the United States, too. You know, mm-hmm. the economy here really needs businesses like mine to pump money into them. So it's great. You know, I feel like I'm getting the best of both worlds, um, even though it is expensive for us to do what we do. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I feel very, very lucky. But, again, <laughs> you can read all about what we do on our website at midheavendenim.com and read more about Candiani and what they do. Definitely. Well, I think, you know, with entrepreneurship, there's so many decisions, important decisions to make. But I think, and I'm so glad that you chose to move in an environmentally friendly direction because it it really is so important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and then you're a mother as well. You have a daughter and you have another baby on the way, which is so exciting. Thank How- you. <laughs> right. It's really exciting. I feel like I'm, like, going out of breath because, like, my big baby bump is, like, taking all my energy. <laughs> like, okay, it's a marathon, not a sprint. You're going <laughs> to... You're going to relax after this. You must. <laughs> but, yeah, how is having a baby and with another one on the way, I mean, how has that impacted you as a businesswoman? You know, it was really tough in the beginning being a mom to this company before I became a mom to my daughter, Wesleyn, <laughs> you know, I was really, I was in more than one way, like, you know, just really, really uh, taking this company to 
the, the highest, highest part of my brain, the, mo- the biggest part of my body, like at all hours of the day, I was firing on all cylinders trying to build this company. I just felt like it was my baby. I was totally invested you know, and then I had a child, like a real child. <laughs> and I, was, I was like, oh, gosh, my whole focus has been on building my brand, how to separate my attention. You know, it it, it didn't – I felt very conflicted during pregnancy about how I was going to split my time between the two. And then she arrived, and it was like – any any thinking around it I had tried to do was totally null and void. It was absolutely the the thing that I wanted to do most was to be with my daughter. Um, and I feel very lucky that Midheaven was something that I had worked so hard at building and I had put certain players in place, my, my employees in place before mm-hmm. I gave birth because it was like I had – built this machine that just somehow kept going if I needed to take a day off or if I needed to there were even times where I would take weeks off you know other than my maternity leave but I would take weeks to go and focus on my daughter because I just needed that I needed that bonding time with her so to have built kind of a machine that kept going even in my absence was really a testament to how well we had built it in the beginning you know um so I was so proud of it that it that it continued to move forward even in my absence. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been challenging to try and juggle both. I think any woman with children and a brand would say the same thing. It's the constant push and pull about when to devote attention where. Um, but it's become second nature to me. I have an amazing <laughs> schedule that I've put both on. And I just kind of work in tandem. You know, when she goes to sleep, I work on my business. And when she, you know, when she's out playing with her papa or her aunt, I work on my business. You know, you really mm-hmm. find these amazing pockets of time to to keep this little engine that could growing. And with another on the way, I have no idea how I'm going to do both. <laughs> no idea. But we're going to figure it out just like we did the first time. I'm not worried at all. I just consider it all a major, major blessing. Truly. Definitely. Yeah. Somehow you will manage and it'll all work out. Yeah. <laughs> I believe in that. <laughs> Wish me luck. <laughs> of course. Well, yeah, as always, I mean, I find female founders really inspiring, but especially, you know, working women who are also mothers. I, I know it's a lot of work put in put into both jobs. So I always yeah. find it admirable. Me too. Me too. Thank you for that. I, I, me too. I, anybody who says that they can do it easily or without a hitch, I would love to talk to them and see what their what their recipe is. Because <laughs> I don't think it's ever super easy, but it's always fulfilling. It's always worth it. Definitely. Well, Catherine, before we let you go, um, since this is handling it, we like to ask, uh, what's a piece of advice that's helped you handle your life? don't procrastinate that's Mm -hmm. like the best piece of advice that I got in the beginning from my mentors um you know every time you're like oh I think I'm just gonna take a minute and I'm gonna think on that usually your instincts tell you from the very beginning what you should choose either you know and I found that through and through either be that in scheduling my life or choosing 
you know, a certain shape of a pant leg, I mean, or choosing, you know, a specific inseam in what to make a product, how to shoot something uh, through and through. My first thought is always my best thought. So if I procrastinate too long, I just end up, it just kills my spirit. (laughs) And also to not take what other people are saying to heart. I know that sounds really harsh, but because of the world that we live in on social media, mm-hmm. I just think that people have taken the liberty to share how they feel or their opinions in a way that they wouldn't normally if you were in person with them. There's a politeness that's taken away. There's a humanity that's taken away. Um, and you just see a lot of free-flowing commentary mm-hmm. on what you do, good or bad. Um, it's very easy to get influenced by it, and I decided in, in pretty pretty close to right after I had started my business um, just to put the blinders on and to only look at what I wanted to do, what I was doing, what my energy was being put to, and the reasons why. Um, and I think that's steered me pretty well up to this point. Exactly. That would be my main advice. Don't care what other people think too much. Amen. I know. Social media, it's a blessing, but it really is also a curse. (laughs) Yes, totally. Totally. It's good to be able to kind of encourage that conversation to not, you know, live in what you think the reality of social media is because it's not reality, you know. Exactly. What you do day in and day out, it's it's the action you take that's the reality. Um, not the commentary that you're seeing on pictures. Right. Yeah. I, I always say, you know, listen to criticism, but at the end of the day, go to the beat of your own drum and yeah, do your thing. Yeah. Love that. I'm going <laughs> to take that. I love that. Right. Yeah. Well, Catherine, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. I think it's always yeah, so... so much for having me. I, I so enjoy talking about it and, and hopefully we'll get more opportunities to do that. Of course. Yeah, it's always so inspiring and honestly insightful to hear from women in business. And I think what you're doing at Midheaven is so amazing. Keep making denim for tall ladies. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Thank you. I definitely will. Thank you so much again for the time. All right, guys, I hope you all enjoyed hearing from Catherine. Midheaven is just such an awesome company. As a tall girl, I love the fact that they cater to so many different types of women and sustainably make their denim clothes. Fun fact, the word Midheaven is actually defined as the highest point that the sun achieves each day. It's the middle of the sky, a symbol of the confidence that women will have through their use of the brand. So I've listed Midheaven's link in our episode description below so you can check out their incredible denim and learn more about Catherine and the company. So thank you, Catherine, for coming on, and thank you, listeners, so much for tuning in. As always, let me know what you thought of our episode. You can reach us on Instagram at Handling It Podcast, and feel free to send us a message and let us hear your thoughts and suggestions. We'll see you next week with a brand new episode, but until then, keep staying safe with everything going on in the world right now, and keep handling it. I'll talk to you soon.